everyone, Daryl here. Today we're going to do something a little different. Uh, instead of a straight-up interview, we're going to do something a bit a uh, little different here. We're we're going to have a bit of a conversation slash uh, chat. Uh, we're going to do it with Mikey from Moonbase Two. Um, so we're going to uh, we're going to chat about uh, stuff that uh, he's involved with. Uh, if you didn't know, he's a paleontologist. It's fairly common knowledge at this point, I think. Um, he's also Irish, so we're going to talk about that. And uh, eh, why not? We're going to talk about Transformers a bit. So uh, uh, hopefully you enjoy it. We're going to was just uh, we're trying something new here. So hopefully you enjoy it. So yeah, here we go. Right on. What are you drinking there? Uh, cranberry juice. Oh, nice. Living keep, dream. <laughs> uh, keep the old urinary tract uh, clean, eh? Uh, yeah, basically that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, yeah. Um, right on. So you're uh, you're pretty probably pretty uh, pretty busy, pretty popular right now with uh, prehistoric planet going on, eh? Oh my, it's been it's been fun. Um, kind of um, interesting to watch it from the perspective of being a paleontologist who's also really into the Jurassic films. Um, okay. it's kind of kind of controversial these days, but um, I'm also like just social. I'm developing like this real fascination about paleontology around uh, Twitter and Twitter fandoms and stuff like that. Like, right. just because I've never seen anything quite like it before in any other like science field or anything like that. Like, we have a fandom, yeah, and like where like people react to like new science stories and stuff like that like they're reacting to latest marvel trailer or oh my god ezra miller's an arsehole or something like that you know um <laughs> that fucking t-rex he's such a jerk yeah yeah that prick <laughs> like oh no it's spinosaurus that sets everyone off these days it's because like every five minutes there's a new thing about it that's contradicting the last thing but the um i find it i mean this is probably just old news to you but like mm. and i keep i make it I, I try to to point it out on transmissions when we get the opportunity to point it out, but the fact that T Rex was what what Grimlock's alt mode was back in '84 <laughs> was that's what T Rex was back in like the early '80s, and mm. it evolved to what it is now and what the you know what they what they imagine it to be now, and mm -hmm. um, you know in your brain you still think of it as that you know that. Godzilla kaiju looking thing and yeah. now it's like no that's a it's a fucking bird looking you know <laughs> lizard right and like it's it's been 40 years and it's just you science is 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 evolving and it I think you posted an hour ago or something like that with mm. a picture of uh I'm I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of it but it was like 3 years ago uh, a dinosaur that mm. they had with a big red floral on the head, and now they no, it's it's not that anymore. It's, it's no, just, no, no, you know, it's completely different. So it's it's mm. it's very different. Science is really clipping along, man, and I love it. It's it's very interesting. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 um that was Dinochirus, if I remember right. But that's a really funny one because that's one we didn't know. We only had its arms for years, so we had like I used to love seeing reconstructions of it because it would be like seventeen different things, and then we found the rest of it, and it's like, oh my god, it's a freak, um, <laughs> and just that kind of stuff. The way that, the way it like they, someone did a, a study or something and said like in the last twenty years we've had more changes than in the previous two hundred. Like yeah. it, it's skyrocketing, and like. Prehistoric Planet is great. I'm really, really liking it. Um, it's not perfect, but I'm really liking it. But something that's really striking me, and I wish would kind of sink into other people's heads, is that it's, wow, this is really accurate to the science right this second. May not be accurate to the science a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now. Could be like, oh my god, this is so dated. But mm -hmm. everyone lives in the moment. <laughs> well, that's all we have, right? So, you know. Exactly. And, and these programs, they're produced months ago. Right. Mm, so, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is, so by I the time we, the episode came out today, yeah, mm. you know, they they may have had something come out today or tomorrow that contradicts what they showed yesterday. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely you know, happens all the time. What can you do? So yeah. it's it's very interesting, and and with with paleontology and dinosaurs, every kid grows up, and they're 
you know, they imagine they can't believe that where they lived, mm. dinosaurs once roamed. And <laughs> I still, I still find myself kind of in awe of the idea that where I currently live, dinosaurs walked around and, yep. you know, that kind of stuff. I just, it boggles my mind and, and I just, I love it. And, and the idea that us as a human race are infinitesimal in comparison to the amount of time dinosaurs spend on the planet. Right. Mm. And it's, it's, it really is. We have this ego of us being you know, superior, this superior species. And we really, we really don't hold a candle to the amount of time dinosaurs yeah. spent on, like, on the planet. What, so. what is it like? T-Rex is closer to us than it is to Stegosaurus in terms of time. Like yeah, that kind of bigger difference. Um, and like people always think of evolution as a, like this progression, like, oh, next animal's better than the last animal, better than the last animal. Better than... It, it doesn't work like that. It's whatever works for you in the moment. If it works really well for you to be dumb as a brick, but built like a tank, you will be dumb as a brick and built like a tank. Next week, the animal comes in and just like, oh, moment's better. It's like we, we, we evolved one thing really, really advanced, but it, it works in the moment. And, you know, the world's changing so much. God only knows what the next moment's going to be. Mm-hmm. So... Like, hey, I always well, think about that Star Trek Voyager episode where they, um, um, Janeway and um, Paris turn into salamanders, um, which I think is, like, I was, I'm was i listening to this podcast, it's like the, the most important episodes of Star Trek to watch, and I'm just like, no, no, you have to have Threshold in there. Threshold is an experience. Um, but it, like, people, like, said, like, it's, how could this happen? Because it's not a linear progression. Just like, no, it's not a linear progression. Theoretically, we could evolve to be dumb reptilian-looking things if the right conditions applied. You know, we've still got all the genes; they just sure. don't do anything. They're they're part of your junk DNA. Yeah. So mm. it's yeah, it's uh, I science is is amazing, and I and I love looking looking closer at it. Um, mm. Some of that stuff, uh, I, I mean, I don't dig too much into it because you know. Um, I'm I'm one of those people who's dumb as a brick, built like a tank. It's it's I'm one of those, <laughs> so it works to my advantage a lot. But uh, I I love to kind of look into that, uh, um, the the the, I guess it would be, um, the the Gattaca kind of uh, mm-hmm. DNA uh, kind of uh, um, f- fixing your your genome so you know you could you know you, your offspring are are I don't know built for the the perfect world kind of thing. Um, but uh, it's a, it's a weird world if you start to play around in that kind of sandbox, <laughs> I think. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but it's an interesting, it's an interesting concept. The the movie Gattaca, if, if anyone's listening out there and hasn't watched it, it's a, it's a wild ride and, uh, <laughs> and definitely, uh, and definitely one it's, 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 I don't think it's dated, but it's 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 an older movie now. It's a mid nineties, hmm. I think. Mid mid nineties, yeah. It was like it was made kind of in kind of the the post Jurassic Park. Oh my God, genes are the new nuke kind of phase. So there yeah. was quite a few films to come out at that time that were kind of like genetic engineering. Ah. Um, and then the Matrix happened and blew and changed <laughs> the, the the talk about all science fiction for the next five to ten years, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and then the Matrix sequels happens, and that the, we all stop talking about the Matrix. But um, <laughs> but yeah, Gattaca is an interesting one. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. But it's a it's a fascinating little bit piece. It's of worth a rewatch because it spawned a whole a whole other discussion in in, hmm. in genetics and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, did you ever see the Animatrix? He's talking about Matrix. Yes, right? oh my that's God. fantastic. That was an interesting so, one. Years of, that so, freaked me out. Yeah. I was too young to watch that when I saw it. I was that was a, that was an interesting one. So I, I bought I'm... the uh, the Matrix in a double pack on mm. in D- on DVD, mm. and it came with the Animatrix. And I'm like, what's this disc? I'm like, what? So I'm like, <laughs> I watched the Matrix, and I was like, really interested in that. And I'm like, I'll put this in or whatever. And mm. I was blown away by all these crazy Animatrix like anime stories and stuff. And there was there was some really great ones in there. Um, but uh, yeah, it was mm. um, some really, reminds like, me. Stories. The, the 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 recent Star Wars thing I don't remember the name of it um the the like nine episode animated shorts for Star Wars that was done by like famous anime companies like very very similar um it had some really good ones oh. as well like um most of it was like set in kind of the pre um mo- inverted commas modern Star Wars uh, phase yeah. but it was really like they had um 
one without like a, a rabbit alien who was raised by nobles who's i think it was her adopted sister who fell to the dark side and she she took up the cause kind of thing and she's gone I, it's like a lot of stuff i would like to see developed into a series there was one about the twins one who was dark and one who was light um the idea of a sit who wasn't evil like mm -hmm. as a what you know the wandering cowboy wandering samurai trope but okay. with a sit and like everyone thought he was a jedi right up until the, the last minute and a half where he pulls out his lightsaber and it turns red oh and like and I <laughs> really interesting how they played that. Um, but I yeah, I you need Jeremy Wars. for that. That's uh, he's a, he's the Star Wars uh, fiend on on the show. That's a, I, <laughs> I, I gave up on Star Wars. Uh, you know, they just they just pummeled the uh, the community with like ev the everyone with so much media, and I just was like, I can't yep. I can't take it. I just uh, I'm checking out. It's the only thing I've seen except for the Mandalorian. Yeah. So that's yeah, a Mandalorian. I, I I watch with the family, and and I think we'll probably watch Obi Wan, uh, just because it's it mm. looks interesting. But, yeah, I'm curious uh, about yeah. Obi Wan. I have to admit, but nobody in my house has seen the uh, the the prequel movies, so they don't they don't know you and McGregor <laughs> as Obi Wan. So I'm like, all right, well maybe maybe we should watch those. Um, but, but they uh, also don't know who yeah. Jar Jar is, which means like you if you make them watch this, they've lost their innocence. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's, there's a play. There's it's a like, play. hi, Dad. I was enjoying this nice plate of veal. Let's learn how veal is made, son. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh man. Um, so what's uh, what else you got going on over there? It's, I mean, Ireland is uh, doing well with the the COVID and stuff. I assume you guys are doing. We're well? doing okay. We're doing okay. We managed to skip like this house managed to skip it entirely. Which was a bloody miracle. Oh wow! Um, yeah. So, but overall, we're doing okay. Like um, we're still getting, you know, a couple of thousand cases in a week or something like that. But for the size of the country, it's big. But for, um, or a couple of thousand cases in a day, rather. But for the size of the country, it's big. But like, we've generally gotten away pretty well with like not a lot of serious cases and not a lot of deaths and stuff like that. Like it was rough there for a while, but we're doing okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, like. Um, Ireland's plowing away. Ireland's just like Ireland. I find fascinating as a country because of how it's turned in. Like it's gone from like the most right-wing Catholic country I I grew up in to this like one of the only countries to actually vote for gay marriage, like on a public vote. Right. Like I think it was us in Spain, um, where it wasn't like a, a you know a Supreme Court level judgment. It was like mm -hmm. just ask the people what the people say. Like I always oh, yeah. find that Ireland is full of old women who are just like, God damn it, I hate those people over there. Jesus, I'm not into that. Those people over there who are with, with people who are like themselves, you know, those type. We don't like them. And then suddenly like, but Tommy down the road, God, Tommy's a lovely boy and his husband's the nicest man. It's like, as long as once they realize they like your neighbor can be gay, your your neighbor can be trans, your neighbor can be this, that, and the other. Suddenly there's just like, oh, I don't like the concept, but you won't say a bad thing about that boy. He's been picking up my shopping since 1942. He's a fantastic guy. <laughs> like, and then they vote based on that. It's just like, because we had like a huge turnout for it in terms of um, the elderly vote, who were like really? mostly positive, which is fascinating. Wow. Like, and like we've had yes, so many that made news over here yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah we've had so many referendums and stuff in the last couple of years that like i'm kind of shocked at mm -hmm. um, the direction it's taken but then i like i remember Ireland that it's not it's worse but not its best but mm -hmm. well you guys had the um the i mean it was recently made news over here in the states obviously the mm -hmm. uh the abortion stuff and you guys had a referendum on abortion too which mm -hmm. went uh positively to you know the good yeah. side like, right? again so, like one of the most catholic countries for a very very long time until the mid-90s and then suddenly within 20 years we're voting for we're publicly voting for abortion again like at all age levels it wasn't to the point mm -hmm. where um the pro-abortion uh the the the, the pro the anti-abortion sorry uh marketing in ireland was generally even by people who would say they were on the what they'd call pro-life they they the the marketing and stuff like that was always seen as like this extreme nut job thing that you you don't do that that's not how you make an argument mm -hmm. and like which and I don't want to have a dig at anyone for this but it, the the fascinating thing for me is that basically it was our attempt to do American political marketing and the response yeah. was the public went that's dumb <laughs> so yeah. like you can't pull that over here because we're all a bit too stubborn 
that's the word. We're all a bit too stubborn. In. <laughs> right. What do you, uh, what do you contribute the shift from? Um, you know, you, you say you grew up and you grew up and it was very, you know, conservative, right, right sided. Yeah. And, and now you're, you, you've seen a fairly significant shift to, you know, mm. more liberalism. I wish I could say it was because of a natural change in society. What it was, unfortunately, was mid 90s, the Catholic sex abuse scandals uh, from 1993 on um, completely turned people's heads on on not religion per se because many people here are still very religious but on the structure sure. and like okay. why are we listening to the messages of these people when these people are doing this and like gotcha. people who are like who are super religious super like old school catholic they're now coming out and saying like these people are not speaking the you know they're not practicing what they preach and yeah. that led to a whole generation being raised in a lot more questioning environment yep um and now that generation is our parents teachers politicians and they're influencing their children and so on and so forth. And yeah, um, you know, we've got a lot of wellness movements in our schools these days. So like trying to be very open about different backgrounds and different orientations and identities and open about races and gender and everything else. It's a long way to go because we are still a very old country. Right? Yeah. And we are very set in our ways. But um, it, it, I think that's what's interesting about it. We are still that and yet we change so much in such a short period of time. Yeah. yeah no it's fantastic i think we were still criminalizing homosexual behavior up until like 95 i think Ooh. and now again uh. <laughs> we're like get married have children take our yeah. take our wedding ceremonies time away like go go be free someone there was a big thing yeah. a couple of years ago someone wouldn't make a cake for a gay marriage and like everyone just like went for him uh, really? Like okay. Said, yeah. Yeah. It was like a bit much to be completely honest. I think that's not solving a problem by, you know, violently attacking someone over something like that. Like, I think you should talk to people. But yeah, it's just interesting to me how that all how that's all gone. The country's just such a different animal than what I remember it being. Like, well, and it's I mean, not if, you know could be good, could be bad. It's not up for me to decide. Yeah, if you're happy, you know, if, if it's the country you're if you're happy the way it's going, then I mean you're you know hmm. then then. Then yeah, be uh, be be proud. Be proud yeah. of your your country. Um, I I I've told the story that you told me um, mm. through messaging a couple times because I find it hysterical about <laughs> your your postal system. Yeah, um, can you can you relay that? Because I find that I've told a few people because um, I had to send you a po uh, a package, mm, and, which is uh, over there. Awesome. You can just see the white box there. I've <laughs> oh, never yeah, yeah, been opened. Yeah, yeah. Only thing in my Mine's whole house that's never been opened. <laughs> Mine's around here somewhere. Mm. Um, in in somewhere in, in this mess. Um, but I need you to tell this <laughs> tell <laughs> tell how people find you <laughs> or or find uh, somebody in your in your yeah. area because it's honestly it, it, it's mind boggling how because it's it's crazy. <laughs> so um in most countries uh for i have lived in a couple now um you identify people you get addresses names blah blah blah. but the actual thing that finds your house is your uh postcode your zip code um whatever up until about i'd say maybe eight years ago uh no one in ireland had one uh you didn't have an air uh, we call them air codes now but um you didn't have one um they've been brought in now but frequently no one uses them uh, I do because I get packages internationally and, it, and you have to fill in a postcode thing. So sure. Screw yeah. it. Um, but yeah, so the basic thing was like my address was Michael O'Sullivan, blah, 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 this place. So it would be like, I'm just going to pick something at random. Uh, Michael O'Sullivan, Valley Guffaw, Donegal, Ireland. <laughs> Which I can imagine in some place like Canada or America would kind of be like saying like, New York City. Mike, New York City. <laughs> so, you know, New York City, New York State. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Toronto. <laughs> Man in Toronto, please find. <laughs> so, somewhat, but basically, very rarely did we ever miss packages. And someone decided to test this one day. And this is a very true story. They, uh, because it basically, it seems to be just basically, it's a small country and we all know each other. And if you, they, you don't know them, someone knows you. You're like two degrees of separation from anyone. So someone 
sent a letter on someone's graduation. It was a, I think it was a, a gift of some kind. I don't remember a card or money or whatever. And I think they signed it to Tommy at the end of the row with the glasses who just passed his exams. And they get, they had it at the town, but that was that was the address. They didn't put in district, locale, anything. No code. And we had air codes at this time. I do remember this. And <laughs> Tommy got it. Tommy got the postcode because once they said like, Tommy, end of the road with glasses. and I remember Tommy. His mother comes in every day and it's just like, she, get, she comes in for the stamps. Oh, sure, we know Tommy. And it, I, that was in like the yeah. newspapers. That was just like, Irish system works. <laughs> That's insane. It's absolutely mm. insane. Uh, but it's it's also so, so quaint and I love it. It's just like... <laughs> That's for John. Send, give that to John. It's it's just it's got John's name on it. Yeah. Like, oh, is it, I love is it. it John the tall one or John the short one? Uh, short. Ah, <laughs> uh, I remember John. I know John. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. The worst um, worst happened this year. You've got the same name as someone in the area, and they all think you're related. Because <laughs> I got pulled over by the cops once because they said, "Now, uh, Mr. O'Sullivan, we've had a report that you have been seen speeding," and I was just like, "I don't think it was me. Why?" I only got a car last week. Oh, when was this report given? About a month and a half ago, sir. I think you've got the wrong O'Sullivan here. <laughs> and it's the Irish guards, which is their like their whole response is no, no, there'll be none of that. <laughs> I, I I remember getting pulled over once uh, because the they thought my car was a the car used in a uh, used in some kind of robbery or some kind of thing they were looking for mm. they're like where where were you uh you know you know two nights ago and i'm like uh i was at home <laughs> it's like okay well <laughs> you've seen this car somewhere i'm like you better not have <laughs> because this is my car <laughs> and then my wife got pulled over once I, mm. my license was suspended i was uh i was a little heavy-footed for a while there and mm. uh and my my license was suspended and my wife got pulled over because they wanted to make sure that I wasn't driving. <laughs> so How are you, Daryl? Is your name Daryl? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure that the owner of the car isn't driving this vehicle. <laughs> Did you steal this car? <laughs> Did you steal this car? We just want to make sure the owner isn't driving it. But is this all? Did you also steal it? We got a 50 50 here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't care if it's stolen. We just want to make sure the owner isn't driving it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh man. That's fantastic. Uh you going any uh conventions this year? You got uh, I mean TF Nations happening. Mm. Uh TF Nations uh, happening. Any, any uh Irish ones happening? Uh not really. We got the Irish Comic Con coming up. I might I've been tempted to go with that for a while. Um if only to like chase Nick Roach around with a stick. But um he's too comfortable at these things. He goes to these things and everyone's just like, Oh my god, it's Nick Roach. Have you met Nick Roach? And I'm just like that's the that's a hi Nick. <laughs> he's a um, rocker right now he is he is uh last spot standing's getting a good response um but um i was hoping to but finances and everything else didn't quite come together this year um hopefully though i will be settled for next year's tf nation um actually i should be in a lot better position next year um really will miss it really haven't gone since before a couple of years before covid actually just because of personal circumstances and then we all got mm -hmm. bloody locked down for two years um so yeah i've seen the the online ones of course but no ho really hoping to be able to go to it um for next year um if only to see how it's changed because after I, I suspect like it's gonna have after the online stuff and everything else and with the change in the comic demographics now that um the IDW one wrapped up and now IDW two is wrapping up. I'm very curious to see what effect that's had on the demographics that attend. Because um, got the BBC actually, what's the BBC? My someone, um, some big paper um, a couple a few years ago now, but I mean four or five years um, looked at the demographics and stuff that were attending conventions like TF Nation. And in response to an article they originally wrote, which said like women aren't geeks, and here's why. Uh, so says random psychologist we asked who talked utter nonsense but um and then not unsurprisingly every female geek in the country and <laughs> several countries in fact lashed out and then it turned out like a very large percentage of them were tf nation goers and like oh. um like the demographic from tf nation shifted from over 30 men to uh under 30 men, men women and you know non-binary and 
Sure. Basically, I think they were listed under other. I don't remember what it was. Like, basically, people who don't identify as cisgender or whatever. But um, shifted dramatically from that in response, largely, it seems, to the influx of readers from the Phase 2 books. Um, so I haven't been there since Phase two ended and IDW2 kicked off. So I am really curious to go back and see, like, has the demographic changed a lot? Has it gone a different way? Or have we kept, have that, have, have that group now formed the new staple, the new norm? And yeah. like, because like the attendance is still like huge for, for a country our size, obviously like not TFCon level or anything like that, but. The, um, we've talked about it a bunch on, on transmissions. The, uh, <clears throat> the the shift in the demographic and because i had attended tfcon in canada mm. um gosh it's it's probably coming up to 10 years uh, in a row and uh and when i first started going the comics were kind of eh, they were okay but really when um the uh the more than mci robots in disguise books kind of kicked in mm. then you really did start to see a shift and the female fandom um, really started to make their presence known. And when I would start going to attending those conventions, you would see lineups waiting for the artists to show up. Mm. Um, I remember, and I've told this story before on the show, but I remember Saren Stone um, was late to her table um, one one day, and it turned out she had, had slept in or something like that. But yeah, yeah. the insane insane line that had formed up waiting for for them to show up was incredible mm. and they were all female fans waiting for for Saren to, to show up mm. and 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 she was probably two hours late and and it was incredible they all sat there and waited for for Saren to show up and and the the people that waited, and it's and they're all fans of of the art, and they all want the comics and stuff like that. And it's mm -hmm. was incredible. And and a few of them buy like the the handmade stuff, the plushies, um, and uh, they're there for the buttons and all the, the the crafty stuff and whatnot. Very rarely do you see them head into the dealer room. Uh, you know, you you see a lot of them. They hit Artist Alley and they they hit uh, you know the um, the occasionally they they hit the uh the voice actors and stuff like that mm. but they are there for the comic stuff and it was incredible the shift you know um yeah it was it was really neat but uh yeah the last uh i mean i did go to tfcon uh toronto in december mm. and that was a that was a tough show because it was you know it was two weeks from christmas and it was uh you know still pandemic ask esque and uh yeah i wouldn't necessarily give that a, a like the judge of of, of a proper mm -hmm. tfcon but there was still a significant contingent of female fans um yeah so it's uh it's it'll be interesting you know obviously the tf nation is has been a show that has been more dedicated to comics than mm, than mm. toys i would i would always gather it'd be more like at least 60 40 split for comics to to toys um and uh I, I'm I I'd love to attend one day. Um yeah, do it. I I, 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 mean, I I want to go to TFCon like desperately. I wanted to go to TFCon for years. I'm, if things keep going the way they're going at the moment, I might actually make it one of these years, not too distant. If only to shove Vangelis. You have just to. like to to run across a room and football tackle him is my <laughs> has been my dream for about ten years now. Um, I think it, I think he could take it. I think he could take it. Not if not if I hit the ankles. Not if I go low. No, like, no, you will know, be, be expecting high. You go yeah. low. You go low. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, no, I've always wanted to go. Like, because like I, I, T, Auto Assembly back in the day was my first convention, and I've been to a few non-transformer ones, but um, I find that the um, the Transformers ones are so unified a core, around a core concept, like a mm. lot of Comic Cons and Anime Cons and Movie Cons, whatever. They're they're around the genre. Transformers yes. is about boomf. It's what yeah. I imagine going to like um, the Gargoyles convention must have been like when it was going. Um, so I'd love to see that in a more international level sure. and especially on a larger scale because even a small convention in North America is going to, you know, 
be pretty big by our standards. So, yeah. Mm. Well, they said, um, what was it? Maybe you said it. 2,000 people uh, attended TF Nation the last time. Uh, one, maybe one, I was watching a, a, so a one year review it was or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, and it was... Uh, so that's that's pretty big. Uh, I mm. think I think TFCon. I mean the ter- Toronto one. I think gets around five to six thousand. So it's mm. it's 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 considerably bigger. But it's it's you know uh, the U.S. one. I went to one in Chicago one year, and it was creep creeping around eight or eight or nine thousand people. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's that's Chicago though. That that's central U.S. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that's pulling from <laughs> everywhere. Um, but uh, but it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting animal. Um, I've been to, I've been to some massive actual conventions. Like I've gone to fan expo in, in Toronto, like the, mm. the, they call it the third biggest convention in North America. I don't know. I don't judge. Like I don't go to the other two, so I don't really know. <laughs> but, uh, it's a standing big convention. Outside, standing outside San Diego comic con with a little ticker every time someone goes by one. <laughs> yeah. Two, <sorry. laughs> um, but it's, it's a big, it's a big show. And uh, generally, I, uh, I, I, I just I, you bump into people nonstop for a, the full day you're there. Mm. Um, TFCon, you can, you can, you can walk, still walk around, but you're still seeing a lot of people you you recognize, and there's an awful lot you you don't. But um, but you can still just sit and chat with somebody if you wanted to, right? Mm. Um, the the you like you said though the 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 dedicated convention being Transformers. Uh, everyone's there for the same reason so you can kind of just sit and chat with them so that's mm. pretty nice um the um you know the, you, you touched on it there for a second though about the comics uh i know you and vangelis speaking of Vangelis, you guys are mm. looks like you're doing a uh, a breakdown um yeah of, we uh, did the comics Moonbase 2 is doing kind of um it's not just chris now like i had the idea like with the announcing that the license is coming to an end for idw it's 17 years it is really hard to argue whether you loved it or hated it or felt nothing it's it's significant and it's been hugely influential to the wider fandom like so many elements of it are now oh, yeah. like like windblade is windblade because of the comics not because of the fan vote um the the concept of the titans has really spun out of that um and so on so i'm really interested in how people ha- think about um different parts of it so Chris was the first one we had on, and he wanted to talk, obviously, about IDW2, because he is a big fan of that. And I'm not. And we had a really <laughs> good discussion that went on for a couple of hours. Um, and we really sort of dug into it and in our different perspectives. And he gave me some interesting insights, and he said I did the same. Um, and the next one is, um, so his name's Jalagai. He ran a, a podcast when the Hyper Universe was a thing, where the you know all the G.I. Joe and everything else was involved in it. Um, and he wanted to talk about that and like the pluses and the negative and why that never really got off the ground and why people reacted to it the way it did. And um, we did the recording for that. It's it, pretty interesting. It'll be up hopefully this month, if not later. And I'm going to do that basically until the end of the year. So get someone on basically any topic you want to cover. If you wanted to cover um, a phase of idw that's grand if you want to cover idw as a whole if you want to cover a character an issue anything something that's is in your mind worth discussing discuss discussing discuss discuss thing um i'm i'm i wanted to yeah because like i'm i wasn't into the reviews and at the moment the only book i really want to review is last bot standing because i've done king grimlock i loved king grimlock i found out there was <laughs> going to be a sequel to king grimlock that was never made oh called grimlock in hell because <laughs> we had uh, we had the writer on for an interview and i was just like i really like this it's a shame you you know whatever and he said well before we found out the license was going down we'd confirmed the sequel about grimlock fighting his god in hell just like Go! Uh, <laughs> um so last but standing is the only thing i want to touch on but it's it seems so serialized just from reading the first issue it's not really an issue by issue breakdown from in from my perspective um it's gonna i it is definitely. I feel. I find miniseries are very much for trade consideration, yes. more so than individual ongoings. I think, at least mm-hmm. ideally. Um, so, in order to keep comic things, it's either we do non-transformer stuff, which is always fun, but you know, people may not be interested in that, or we try to do something a little left field, and that that's what struck me. So, hopefully, we'll get six or seven decent shows out of that. Um, and yeah, see what. And then IDW will wave goodbye, and it's going to be very strange for a while. 
Well, that's mm. what I was going to ask you about. Mm. Uh, we've speculated a couple times on the show about where what's going to happen. Um, do you have any any thoughts on on where maybe what you'd like to see happen? Where where you'd like to see it land? It's landing somewhere. It's landing um, somewhere. But, the the rumor is Skybound, know. obviously, but yeah. which I find hilarious because Skybound publishes under Image, and Image Image's head once came out and said Transformers are not comics; you should read our books instead. Um, which I just find hilarious. Um, I have to admit, like a lot of the Image books are hit and miss with me, but I think it's just because like um, they have such a broad range of topics. Like it's mm-hmm. it's they're, they're they don't have a unifying aspect the same way a lot of big company companies have, like. Um, but on the, at the same time, they also don't have, they have less editorial guidance for original authors and author created right. series, which also means sometimes you can get some absolute gems and sometimes you just absolute dreck because, True. you know, sometimes you need editorial guidance to tell your brain, don't, don't write that down. That was wrong and you were wrong <laughs> for doing it. Um, so Skybound, I think is pretty likely. I think Kirkman will push for it. Um, he's got an affection for the franchise. I think people going like, oh my God, Transformers will be Walking Dead is probably a little bit, much because I think what will probably happen is um, you'll get a pretty standard Transformer story at least to start. I don't think you're going to get something very inventive or groundbreaking because I don't think that's how you draw in readers who, let's be honest, when you reboot something like this, you're trying to draw in readers who have lapsed mm-hmm. or readers yeah. who are new. And what you do with that is, is that you use familiarity. Um, you do... If, if if the movies were going on right now at the scale they were, I would say you'd do a movie book at, instead of a G1 book. Now, these days, it's all G1 nostalgia. G1 will be the big push. Um, but I, I, hope, I hope that phase doesn't last very long. I want to see creativity and inventiveness because I like plenty of the pre-phase two books, but I also see them as very symptomatic in some ways of... Even, like, um, Simon's book, which had a very different, like, um, structure in terms of, like, it was more really a human perspective war story involving Transformers in many ways. That evolved Mm -hmm. into a more grand experience. Um, I I feel that was still quite traditional. Um, I want to see something cool. I want to see a lot of the weirdness and wilder ideas that we can have in this franchise executed. Um, I'm terrified of nostalgia these days. I, okay. I genuinely am um, trying to make everyone be Peter Cullen, who plays Optimus Prime. Um, the same roster of characters, uh, the 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 All Spark, the Well of All Sparks, the Matrix of Leadership, the 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 the, the I don't know, like all these things are gone. Enigma over. of combination. Enigma of combination. Thank you. There's a good one. <laughs> Fucking like, hate that thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> I love I love fantasy and mysticism and stuff like that, but my God, just, you did it once. You did it because you had to sell a toy line. Now put it away. Um, like, the only time I've liked that being used personally is when it was used in the Galaxy's Devastator story, which I think um, is fantastic. I need that guy to write more. Transformers, in general, okay. be like a company chairman at the same time, but well done him. Um, Tyler Blazinski, was, yeah, we'll let him know. Tyler Blazinski, like you can tell him from me, that is the best combiner story ever written. Like there that, you is, go. that is that hit on so many wonderful ideas I've had. I wish someone would examine in combiners for years. Um, right. So, Doctor Mikey that, approves. Yeah, very much so. Very, very much so. So <laughs> please let him know that. Um, but I, I want to see people come in from the left field a bit, you know, or any field, okay. upright field, top field, bottom field, a field away from the center. Nostalgia is center. Nostalgia is that key tent pole that's like, hey, do you remember? And everyone comes in. And that's what's selling a lot of stuff these days. Like, I love the No Way Home. I love No Way Home more than I've loved Marvel movies in years. But it is still that that central peg is do you remember now they did a lot with it but do you remember is there um yeah. the chip and dale movie that came out is do you remember like of way course, more than yeah. i was expecting it to be um <laughs> but i wanted people to say like okay i accept you're going to have that little temple but i want it to be like do you remember because this is different this isn't that like my ideal one would be something without optimus and megatron at least for a while like and well, not I've thrown that out. 
Yeah. yeah. And not replace them with proxies. Not like, oh, here's Ultra Magnus and Detsaurus and they're doing the same thing. Focus on like a small group of non-important people or focus on characters who are markedly different from both of them. Like, you know, I it's a little safe. Well, more than meets the eye and robots in disguise again. Kind of, but not like you could still do. You could still do the war story. You're still doing these are people fighting a war, but instead of doing, say, it's it's a little safe, but it's just an example. Bring in someone like Hot Rod because he is like, okay, he's someone who's got potential to lead, but he's a hothead. He's young and he's dumb. And every version of him has been like that because the idea is to have him build up into the more traditional leader. So sure. focus on him for a while. Focus on him actually screwing up a lot. He gets someone killed because of a mistake he made in giving a command or something like that. And then a Decepticon, you have a sympathetic Decepticon as your villain. And like they don't have to be a good guy. I'm not saying like do R.I.D. Hey, here's Soundwave. Now he's a decent guy at the end of it. Here's Megatron. He's a, he's an Autobot. I'm saying this is a bad guy who wants bad things, but is not a monster. The best example I can think of would be someone like Dipsaurus, mm-hmm. who who like in a lot of fiction, not all of it, is kind of portrayed as like more aware of the needs of his men and and women and those under him and like to a wild degree in the manga where it turned out his entire fight was to free everyone's wives and babies um also he used to be in school with star saber and they were best friends until i think one of them hit the other one with a stick 80s manga is weird um but that's something i'd like to see something just like atypical because i think what made IDW2 work was that it wasn't what anyone expected. Like, even the fact it started with the death of Optimus Prime, which took that in an angle that, you know, people didn't expect it to go itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm scared of just this getting normal again. Mm-hmm. Because I think one of the f- flaws of IDW2 is it went a bit normal. Mm-hmm. I'm IDW2 right now is... is uh, for me, I mean, I'm I'm the G oneest of G oneers that you can find. <laughs> but it's it, this story has been the most boring story I've I can think of. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm in in one end I'm happy it's ending. On the other side, I, I'm I'm kind of sad that IDW is losing the license because they've wow. done a lot of really great stuff over the like you said over the course of 17 years. You're going to produce some duds, man. Um, oh yeah, you know. And I mean, Heart of Darkness is a dud. <laughs> so you know, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of duds out there. But you're also going to produce I, some I, gems. PSD flashback. Oh, <laughs> my first comic you're gonna, review. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna mine some gems though, man. Oh, yeah, you're like absolutely. you're gonna also get some really good gems out there. So you know, uh, but the 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 fact of the matter is, is the majority of what you produce is going to be fairly mediocre, right? So yeah. it's it's just law That's of averages. Awesome. That's what made Phase 2 so weird. It's just like we had not just the main books uh, in terms of miniseries and other stuff. We had a lot of hits in a in a period of time. Yeah. Like, where, I love where, those miniseries. Yeah. To the point where getting a, we, we started getting a little complacent, I think, and started expecting everything to be a hit. Mm-hmm. So those yeah. miniseries, they had, they didn't, they weren't apologetic. They were just mm. like, we're going to get weird and just. Just be fine with it. Just don't hmm. expect them to be to make a lot of sense. It's just going to yeah. get crazy. It's going to be four issues. We're going to be in and in and out in four issues, and just be just enjoy the ride. And uh, yeah. and I was fine with it because they were honest about it. They're like, we're going to make you know the Starship Enterprise into Fortress Maximus. <laughs> like, all right, let's get crazy. You know, <laughs> so. Let's, those are great. You know, I love those. I love those crossover books. Like they they're, are, are they're so much fun. fun. The Ghost, I think the Ghostbusters one is my favorite, and if only because everyone's so sick of Ectotron. Just please, I love it. Stop <laughs> to the point where like Actronomus, uh, they're calling me Ectotron now, and Optimus just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I love it. I love them just being silly, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I mean. It's been out. A, it's been out a really long time. But if anyone listening hasn't read the Mars Attacks you know, Transformers crossover, oh. it's fantastic. It's, it's so good. Fantastic, and it's well a one shot for yellow right? booties. <laughs> it's so good, right? You know, you gotta end, get that end where they shake hands and just like we we did it. We beat the aliens. Pause. 
you're just going to go right back to trying to kill me, aren't you? Of course. <laughs> Love it. It's so it's so fantastic. So mm. yeah, uh, yeah. That's there's been some so some real hits out there, and and if anyone's just been reading like the main stories and they've been avoiding all the crossovers and the stuff like that, yeah, there's some junk crossovers too. Like you know the uh, the ones where they keep doing with the zombies and stuff. Like those were garbage. Get rid yeah. of that crap. Right. Mm. But there's some really good ones. So yeah, I'm sad that IDW is losing the license, but you know, maybe it is time. 17 years is a long ass time. It's longer than Marvel ever held the license. It's longer oh, than yeah. devils do ever held. It's the longest anyone's ever held this license. And you know, maybe it's time somebody else had a chance, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, companies change and spirits of companies change as well. Like if it stayed at IDW, too far past this you'd have a big change in editorial you'd start seeing a new move or someone would say like okay we need to follow the marvel structure of comics which is every time a movie comes out the main book book changes to reflect the movie like yeah i don't think i could take that with transformers i mean i can't i can barely take it with um most mo comic movies to be honest but like transformers especially is so serialized by its structure like even mm -hmm. when it's standalone episodes it's still a serialized concept um I would rather we leave now when the worst we could say was we had a bit of a boring couple of years. Yeah. Like that is a that's not a bad way to go out when so many comic companies have gone out gone out like on fire. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Oh well. The um the so with IDW losing the license, um that's the end of this year. We mm. should probably find out in the next couple months who's got it when mm. solicitations mm. and stuff start showing up for January. Um, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. hoping there's not a big... I, I wouldn't be shocked if it was a pause, but I'm hoping it's not like we're taking a year off because I think that would be a huge mistake. Oh, 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 huge, huge, massive. Um, we know that, uh, that Shattered Glass is getting a sequel. And that's Thank starting it that. starting in August. That's so a book that's, I loved and never expected to. That was that good. That was unexpectedly was good. Um, but the um, it's starting in August, and if they go monthly, mm. that'll go right until the end of the year, which is insane. Yep. Um, what what which, could it be like? What could it be like? The last Transformers book published by IDW could be a Shattered Glass comic. What world do we live in? <laughs> blows my mind. Um, the uh, with Shattered Glass, I'm not a huge fan of Shattered Glass, but mm. I thought I always thought, and I've said this on on transmissions as well. But if I get the concept of Shattered Glass, right? I, you know, but mm. I always thought that a, a really good Shattered Glass uh, story would be if you took an existing storyline from. Let's use G1. Doesn't matter. G1. Mm. Um, but you took the Decepticon side of it and you flipped it so you made it them the uh the protagonist now. And you tr and you wrote it so that the Autobots were still doing exactly the same thing that they were doing in, in their storyline, but you now made them seem like they're trying to stop the Decepticons from doing what they need to do to survive, mm. right? And well, like, um, that would could, be the Shattered you, Glass story I'd want. Yeah, like, you could have, like, the Decepticons come to Earth looking for Energon. Autobots come to Earth to protect the citizens. But it's like, the Autobots that come to Earth to protect the citizens because they ultimately want to subversely draw them into a Cybertronian empire. Whereas the Decepticons, all they sure. want is the Energon. They do not want anything else to do with anyone else here. Yeah. And, and then you could play that up. Like, they develop sympathies for the humans when they realize what's going on or something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah obviously the g1 cartoon was really you know evil evil megatron yeah. really good good father dad you know optimus prime right but uh you know the comics could really play with that and and actually you know make you sympathetic to megatron and, mm -hmm. and, and you know do something like that and i thought if you did this right if you had a really good writer behind this you could really change it and so make it so that you in your brain you're like i know this story because i've seen it before but I've only seen it from the Autobot side of it, right? Yeah. Here it is from the Decepticon side of it. And I I get what they're trying to do here, right? Hmm. Why are the Autobots being such dicks, right? Weirdly enough, it turns it into a Gundam story. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah, because Gundam, um, structurally anyway, it doesn't always play this way out. Sometimes it is the most black and white stuff. But it is played out about the idea that there is no good and evil. Hmm. It is a war. 
and good people exist on both sides and bad people exist on both sides and every ultimately most sides of a war have a demand that on some level you can understand you may think it's an awful thing they're doing but you can understand like there's a there's a there's a flimsy justification mm-hmm. for what you're doing we you shouldn't be doing it blah 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 and like gundam really plays on that as its strength like that's one of the most popular characters in the original gundam is char azanobel i don't know if i'm dancing that right um he was theoretically the main villain of the first series but he was generally seen as a very sympathetic interesting character who many people who watch the first series prefer him as a protagonist just like he's then the straight hero amaro uh amaro yeah. ray um so I think if you did a Transformer story with that structure, it could be really interesting. Like, okay, this is not about good versus evil. This is about two sides in a civilization who came to conflict and how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Some people in some people in both sides are going to do good. Some people are going to do bad. That's go- like, I think if, again, kind of continuing that Gundam war, like if you made it like escalation, like make a story about what is what, what are these two sides doing to escalate the war. And like mm-hmm. in that way you could maybe do it like if you wanted if you don't want to bring in like big purple griffins or weird super weapons or anything like that. You do okay they're they're creating stronger and stronger transformers. Yeah. Like and that way you say like oh um Decepticons bring in triple changers. Autobots bring in Dinobots. Decepticons bring in six shot. Autobots bring in combiners. The Decepticons make Trypticon. Autobots make Fort Max. And then you build it up like that, and just like there's this escalations going on, except it's with living people. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I there's something to do with that kind of story. But um, yeah, no, I I, I would That's definitely cool. like. I think I like that. I, yeah, I think if Shattered Glass had gone in that direction from the start, it would have been a lot better because all it was was, ooh, what if Optimus Prime was mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I. That's the biggest problem I had with it is <laughs> there's really no difference in the storytelling. The story mm. is the same story. You've just switched the t- the teams around, yeah. right? And I'm like, okay, well, I really like the. I don't, I don't get the real difference here. You know, <laughs> the teams are the teams change sides, and you're telling the same story now, mm. right? So you know, I I get Saturn Glass for what it is, but it doesn't impress me, right? Yeah, I'm not so I'm not wooed it, by it. It's something I liked about the um the comic. The, the the new com- the IDW comic because they actually did try and add in a bit of that like because Megatron unlike the original one in the original he's like a young youthful I'm a heroic clerk here he's Megatron fighting for things Megatron would fight for but with a lot more moral standing basically whereas mm-hmm. Optimus is doing what Optimus would have done but with a lot less moral standing and it still spins right. off into the extreme good evil thing but it it at least has that basically a bit of intelligence behind it. And I'm not mm-hmm. actively trying to knock the people who created Shattered Glass, even though it's not that hard. But um, but uh, it, it, there was more thought given to it, which I liked. And to be fair, I didn't like Shattered Glass until I watched the Gridman anime. And it okay. broke my brain. Uh, <laughs> to the point where I have a little, I have a collection of like Shattered Glass Optimus Primes now. And one of which is a Gridman character who does not, if I if I showed you the character, they would not automatically make you think Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, hang on, on the desk here. So you got this one, yeah. Yep. You've got this is a. I can never figure out if this is official or third party because it's really vague. But it's a little model kit. Okay. Not a very. It is awful build. This is an awful build. And this one, which is the character I'm talking about, and she may fall over. This is Shattered Glass Optimus Prime. I see. Okay. So, I think I put him back on the thing. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what I just did, because I'm assuming there's also a visual joke in an audio medium, uh, I have held up a couple of classic figures, but I held up the Nendroid of Akane Shingo from the original series of Gridman. And the original series of Gridman is based on sort of, um, you've heard of Ultraman? Yeah, yeah. It's basically an Ultraman show. It was a, in the nineties, um, and the idea was you went onto the internet and big fight. Um, you know, big fighting big weird monsters, which are guys in big suits. Uh, the Gridman yep. anime <laughs> is a play on that, uh, made in twenty eighteen by a studio called Studio Trigger. Studio Trigger is 
rife with Transformers fans, which is kind of unusual at that age because Transformers isn't as all ages as it is here in Japan. It's much more marketed at a younger audience. Um, okay. So you're only now moving into the generation where people in their 20s and 30s are coming out as Transformers fans, like uh, Hayato Sakamoto and stuff like that. Um, sure. So everyone, basically, I once saw a picture of one of the animator's offices, and I think he was like the director. And like, it's terrifying because basically, imagine your room. It, no, imagine a cubicle, an office cubicle, you know? You know the type of thing? You've got a computer in front of you and four walls. Yep. Except every single space is jam-packed with Transformers to the wow. point where they look like the shelves are about to come down on his head. <laughs> and this is his office space. This is where he's paid to be every day. Um, and so it turned out a lot of them were fans, at least, of the aesthetics of Shattered Glass. So when they were designing all the characters for this show, for Gridman, um, every human character is a reference to a Transformer, usually Shattered Glass, or to a Gobot. Every single one. Um, wow. Down to their clothes, color designs, everything else. Like, I'm going to hold her up again. So Akane, I'm going to... So see the, the way the headphones are shaped? Yep. That's Optimus' yeah, antenna. Yeah, she's got the glasses, and you can't see it on my camera. But one of these glasses is cracked. Oh, like shattered the windshields. Yeah, like even the the color layout and the clothes and everything else is the same. She's got a backpack that says "Till All Are Dead." Um, the main character he's designed after Marvel Cliff Jumper because Marvel Cliff Jumper in the classic body was the protagonist of the first Shattered Glass thing. Um, the the next guy is Shattered Glass Wheeljack. Um, the, the you know the Autobot Decepticon one from Armada. Mm, um, yes. The female the female lead is Shatterglass Megatron, and it goes on like that. One of the one of the side characters is um, is what uh, is a Psykill. Oh, whose, whose name cool. is like it? Her name is like Psycho um, Tonka, or something like that. So like a phonetic pronunciation of Psycho and, and Tonka. Um, and my favorite thing is there is a boy band made up of different generations of Jetfire. He's <laughs> just like, what the hell? I got obsessed with this in 2018. Like, there are somewhere on TFW, there is a post of me taking character designs and going, like, oh my God. So now I have this. And now I have a complete Shadowglass Optimus collection. And I probably wow. should try and pick up the, um, the Shadowglass Megatron at some point, which also means I need to buy the Nendroid of that character. And. <laughs> Is that the um? There's that new one. That's the uh, like the uh, the anime girl one with the Megatron cannon over her shoulder. Is oh, that the, I've seen is that. Is that what you're wrestling? No, so it's um no because this one is just kind of like looks Japanese gorgeous. Person. That looks yeah. the by Shoujo series. Um, yes, yes, never, never. I love the aesthetics for that because they're not they're not hyper sexualized, which of course Japanese no. media kind of a thing. Um, but there's cool. quite a stir over here. Wait a, wait a bit. I've been in this for a very long time, so it doesn't really stir me on any real level, but phrasing. Um, but um, I thought the designs for the Optimus Megatron of that were great. I like really, really good. Yeah. Um, I really mean, nice. I loved reading. I, I, I saw the prototype during the week. We didn't talk about it on the show, but um, they, they, they were doing an interview with one of the designers and said, like, what we really wanted was to Megatron look like they, she was looking down on you from on high. So we had to really get the, the tilt of the head right. Like, I found that, mm -hmm. like, I wouldn't think of that. I just think it's a cool person with a cannon on her shoulder. <laughs> so it looks I awesome. wish yeah. I wish that was an action figure because it would be cheaper, <laughs> or a model kit because it would be cheaper still. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not uh, something that fits in with my personal collection here. I don't mm -hmm. have any of that stuff, but uh, it looks really nice. Yeah, mm. the um, yeah, that's very cool. Uh, well, we're closing in on an hour, and I. Probably yeah. should only keep you to an hour and uh, have no idea what the format of this uh, this you know new show is going to be. But uh, I think uh, I think an hour is pretty good. Um, hmm. What uh, you know, we, you talked about it a little earlier, but uh, what uh, what what you got coming up uh, over there, Mike? Oh God, for Moonbase, we're still plotting on with our shows. We're going to have our IDW thing coming up. Um, uh, we do our Patreon show, which is us kind of talking about anything we want and. I'm not just, last time it was me talking about Jurassic World and uh, we've done like uh, my favorite one we've done is like we've done both the worst episodes of every season of DS9 and the best episodes of every season of DS9. So um, I got to do the best ones, so I was fine. And Andy had to do the worst ones, which was funny. Uh, with Jason Kirk, who 
late of Radio Free Cybertron. Um, so uh, we're going to be playing by ear by that. Um, but if you want to keep track of us, we got our Twitter, uh, Moonbase Two Twitter, and if you want to send us an email, if you hey, if you listen to this and you want to get involved in the IDW thing, um, send me a tweet or send me an email on Moonbase Two at gmail.com. Like I'm looking for people who are interested. Uh, all I require is that you're able to hold a conversation. Um, so okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Apart from that, we're just plowing ahead. Right on. And uh, and anything that you're doing over there in uh, in the paleo world? Um, got a few papers coming up. Um, I'm I'm more assisting at the moment than leading, but I'm really enjoying it. Um, uh, I would definitely tell people if they're interested in paleo, check out Prehistoric Planet, that new series. It's the only lit I have checked now. It is probably the literal only reason to have Apple Plus because, oh my God, there's nothing on there. <laughs> like I got the free trial. Uh, at the start of the week, and I will be getting rid of it at the end of the week because there's nothing there, nothing, nothing. Anything, anything on there, you can get easier somewhere else. <laughs> like it's not just mm. that. Like I found ten shows in the drama section. I was there just scrolling. Were... Oh. I'm trying to think of stuff that I've watched uh, that uh, that comes on Apple Plus. Morning Show is a, it was a good show. Mm. There's two seasons of that. Um shoot what what else do i watch on uh, that's from apple plus yeah yeah um there's a couple was uh i'm not crap. sure a couple will be enough to convince me to pay the money it's not <laughs> it's, it's not so i uh, i i sail the high seas to uh to find my shows that from apple plus <laughs> so, so it's, it's definitely not the the, no. the streaming the streaming landscape that's uh, that's happening right now oh, um, I can do really it. requires I can... you to uh to to figure out which uh, which ones you wanna you wanna support. The I, other ones I wish you have Netflix have wasn't failing because it was just a nice simple everything's in one place. I, I I think the everyone has a streaming model is is gonna collapse. Basically, what I think is gonna happen is that it, the model is going to collapse and then Disney's gonna buy them all up, and it's all yeah. gonna come under Disney Plus. Yeah. Or you're gonna be able to buy one streaming package and they'll mm. all be in it, and then yeah, you'll have it'll be, to, you'll, it'll be ad supported, and it'll yeah, be, it'll be like um, cable or satellite or whatever. We'll have cable back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's so stupid. laughs> so, Somehow so, yeah. we've come back in time. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. But uh, anyway, Mike, it's been fantastic chatting with you here. Enjoyed it. Um, and uh, and 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 enjoy the uh, the new Jurassic uh, World movie when uh, I hope it doesn't I think suck. <laughs> hey, it's bringing it's bringing the worlds together. Yeah, but right? it's, I I Fallen Kingdom is a movie that shouldn't have been made. I like Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom was directed by the wrong man because he didn't care, and all you have to do is look at it in interview and see he really didn't. It was a job, and like he was really good at horror shots and not much else. Mm -hmm. Because there's a scene where a dinosaur sticks its head in lava, and then goes like oh no, and then keeps on trying to murder people. And I'm just like, <laughs> might have reacted a bit stronger to having its head in lava. Um, but he's out now, and and people are going to say, well, Trevor wrote that movie as well. But like, we all know there's a big difference between when someone's directing a movie and what goes in and when someone's writing a movie and what's going in. Mm -hmm. um, but he's directing and writing this one, like he was with Jurassic World. He's bringing in a lot of legacy characters, a lot of, like lots of new dinosaurs. And I happen to know the scientific consultant for this one quite well. Um, so I know a lot about the like the design process and like a lot of attempts to try and move it to being a bit more scientifically accurate while still feeling very Jurassic Parky. Um, so that's why you got like lots more feathers in this one, um, and like they've changed the orientation of all the wrists to the right one. So T Rex doesn't do this anymore; it does this, um, okay. which doesn't make any sense to anyone listening to this because they can't see what I'm doing. But um, <laughs> they face they in clap. instead of down. Basically, T Rex can now clap. Um, <laughs> so, and they've got really cool dinosaur, one of my favorites is in there, and, uh, like, basically claws the size of your upper body, so I am looking forward to that. Um, so, hopefully it's good. It could suck real hard! But I hope it's good. <laughs> well, it's, it's something, and the same way Jurassic Park did it in the, the mid '90s, this one will do it again with all the young kids. Yep, it always brings attention to dinosaurs, and kids' imaginations will spark up again, and you'll get more kids and in, interested in dinosaurs, which is never a bad thing, regardless of how it happens. So, yep. you know, so we'll uh, we'll let that happen, and 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 just enjoy the ride, like we always we always like to to have happen. So definitely. Anyway, Mike, it's been a pleasure, and uh, 
we'll we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> uh, been, it been real fun. All right, later. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.